The presenting sponsors of Mom Save America are Integration Partners, a nationwide network integrator specializing in cloud and security solutions. Integration Partners, what's possible? And Plain Jane Designs, a graphic bespoke design artist devoted to creating custom business card, flyer, and invitation needs. Contact Jane at plainjanedesigns.com or go to our website at momsaveamerica.com for more information. Hello, you are listening to Mom Save America, a podcast that's dedicated to contemplating those things that spark controversy, create parenting challenges, inspire, impress, and upset us. My name is Tina Graff. I am here with Carrie Lucas. So welcome to the show today. We will be momtemplating the TLC network. Those shows that prove America is a complete train wreck. They have recently added a new show called Hot and Heavy, which we will review. I will not be watching it, but I'm sure my friend Carrie here will be. The TLC network at my house is our home base, so I will have a lot to add to this. And as you could hear, Franny gave the biggest moan to that. (laughs) That was the largest moan he's ever had, and that's how I feel. (laughs) Moan. As mentioned, Carrie and I will talk TLC and also revisit the Jillian Michaels comments on health and weight because it ties directly into this TLC show lineup. Also, I want to talk tone and how words really do matter. As my dear old departed dad said constantly, he said, engage your brain before you engage your mouth. And I think if we can just try to, you know, think two steps ahead, if we're going to say something, what is that going to do to the person? And do we really want to say it? Engage your brain before you engage your mouth. And it will save a lot of problems. Or engage your brain before you text. Engage your brain before you tweet. Just think about it. So with that said, um, I also want to do some mom shares and some news items because there's a lot happening. Harvey Weinstein, Meghan Markle. So, Carrie, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Did I already say that twice? That's okay. That's okay. Let's start by revisiting Jillian Michaels' comment about Lizzo. And for those of you who haven't heard it, let me share. The famed personal trainer caused a firestorm last week after making these comments about the singer Lizzo. Why are we celebrating her body? Why does it matter? That's what I'm saying. Like, why aren't we celebrating her music? Because it isn't going to be awesome if she gets diabetes. What do you say to these people who call you a fat shamer? I would say this. Number one, I was an overweight kid. So think of me as though we're in AA, right? And I'm the person that's been sober 20 years. I'm gonna be your best sponsor because I understand this thing from every angle. Michael says she hopes to continue pushing good health with her app, My Fitness by Jillian Michaels. My job is to say, this is the information. This information is backed by science. By the way, she says she's a big fan of Lizzo as a singer. I truly regret that she became the example of this argument regarding body positivity and health and where the two intersect. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It still doesn't change my position on the issue. Well, that's so funny because I was upset about it last week and then I got a text from you halfway through the week. I'm on Jillian Michaels' side. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? What's happened? What did I miss? So I went back and like tried to watch the full clip of what actually went down right. and what she said. Um, here's my thing. I, I get where she's coming from. I loved her reference to, you know, she was a fat kid. It's like being an AA sponsor. I'm not going to let you manipulate words or environment so that it suits your lifestyle. I get that. My thing is, Lizzo wasn't asking for help. Well, and Lizzo, I don't feel like is obese, obese, or glorifying her body image. She is who she is, and all of us as society are going, "Oh wow, look, a well, fat person." Right. I mean, like in a very voyeuristic way. Right. She's just like who she is. Hang on a second, Franjo, come over here. Hey. Fuck, he's got the squeaky ball. <laughs> Calm down. Thank you. My dog um, ruins the squeaker in every squeak toy uh, like she's I, ever had. Like I said to you, this is the only squeaky ball that for some reason he treats as his like prized possession. Okay. The squeaky ball does never... Only once did he destroy the squeaky ball, and I think he was mad at me, so he had to like... You Take know, it out on something. Yeah, he protested by... Because I said on the podcast that he yeah. loved the squeaky ball, and he's yeah. like, I'm going to show you. Yeah. 
I don't love this one. Anyways, you had, in response to my text to you saying I was on Jillian Michaels' side, you responded saying, well, she had a beef with Al Roker as well. So I went back and listened to that. And she didn't have a beef with Al Roker. Al Roker actually had a beef with her. So she basically was talking, Jillian Michaels was saying she didn't like the keto diet in a sense of anytime you address your health needs in one way and not as an overall person. You can't just eliminate one particular thing and think that it's going to work. And that's what she was saying with the keto diet. And Al Roker came after her with the tweet. He said, oh, Jillian Michaels, you're allowed to bully and harass people on The Biggest Loser, but I can't go on the keto diet. And she's like, I I never even said anything about you, Al. Like, I'm just saying in general, in her opinion, based on the science, she doesn't like these particular diets where you eliminate something because overall your cell is made is made up of carbohydrates proteins fats and you need all of those things to keep your body healthy in a very balanced way so i feel like poor jillian is getting a bad rap right now and i'm a big jillian fan even though she doesn't speak I think she may be getting slightly a bad rap, but I also think the the idea that she has the app coming out and everything else. She was trying to create a little controversy. It has given her a little boost about, um, it's okay, Fran, boost business-wise. Like, she's now relevant again, in in a way. The thing that targeted me with this whole um, diet thing and the way it came across both with her and Al Michaels was, or Al Roker, sorry. Franny's like, Franny's call, is she, out of her mind today. Franny's out his of mind. his mind, and he's, he's not letting me focus. Franjo? She's, he's down. Okay. Next interruption, yeah. it's the basement. Okay. All right. Jenny hasn't helped today. She's cleaning. She texted me the other day, side note. I don't yeah. know if all this will air, but I cleaned my whole house the other day, and she had to do a driving thing for me because I had two con- conflicting things and she came home and texted me a picture of how the blankets were on the couch and said oh you've got a new way to to style your blankets on your couch and I'm like yeah it's called folding <laughs> fucking <laughs> it's called actually folding the blankets and putting them on the couch I love that she took a picture of it anywho okay as you can tell I've had four cups of coffee because I've been up super early and now I'm on my green juice what I was trying to say was tone and words play a part in how this whole thing gets blown up, right? So Jillian says something and her tone is she's a harsh kind of yes. tough cookie. I it does those kinds of people I enjoy yes. because I know it's a message that's coming at me and I don't have to worry about the sugar coating or are yes. you really trying to say what you're trying to say? What's the deal? No, I don't like passive aggressive. I like Give it to me. Yes. I can handle it. We actually, uh, just interrupting you for a minute, we have been going to a dog trainer for my daughter's French bulldog before she goes back to school because we were having some major behavior issues. And she is that person. And she is like... Is it amazing? Hardcore. And I'm like eyes wide open, taking it all in, absorbing it, loving every second of it. Is Maya crying? And Yeah. And my daughter is like you know, crying, feeling personally offended. I'm like, no, they're there to help you, to guide you. She doesn't have time to make you feel good. She has a limited amount of time where she's trying to get as much information to us as possible. Our job is to absorb it. And the right results. You're trying to get results. And I love it. Yeah. It's like super nanny in a way. Like super nanny comes in and she says, this is how it's got to be done and follow through. And that's it. I don't have time to rub your back as you're disciplining your children. Right. Tell Maya. She's on a TLC show. Yeah. This is like hardcore dog training. Right. Take it. You've signed the waiver. Right. I think, And I think that's sort of Jillian Michaels' attitude is, I'm trying to save your life. I can't worry about you know your feelings along the way that leads me into the the tlc situation so as i'm listening to all this weight shaming fat people talking about fat shaming i i come across this thing about this new tlc show called hot and heavy yes and i don't watch tlc Mm -hmm. but apparently it seems as though tlc's formula for gaining viewers and adding new shows is just to go to the far ends of the spectrum of life and it's lunacy and tlc's new show hot and heavy follows these morbidly obese women and the normal healthy 
weight partners, quote unquote, hot around, and they describe the partners as mixed weight. What is mixed weight? We are all mixed weight. They're saying, they're highlighting the show as mixed weight couples, um, you know, are, are getting together. It's a play on mixed race, and that pisses me off, right? Like, mixed race yeah. is a serious thing. It's a serious issue that happened for a number. People weren't allowed to get married when they were a black man and a white woman. It was illegal to even get married. Gay people weren't even allowed to get married up until recently. And now you're using this mixed weight thing as a play on, I don't know, that pissed me off. Well, so we, we at my house have seen all of these shows. So TLC has Hot and Heavy. They have My 600-Pound Life, and then they have My Big Fat Fabulous Life. Why are they highlighting this stuff? So, and the thing that's sort of irritating is it's TLC is the learning channel, as if we're supposed to be learning something I actually from wondered, all of this. It's so funny. As I'm writing this down, I'm like, what the freak does TLC stand yeah, for? Yeah, it's the learning channel. Oh, we've really gone off the deep end. Gone off the rails, yes. And I guess their point, if they want to look at it from a moralistic viewpoint in any kind of way would be that they're exposing us to a part of society that we turn our back on or try to ignore or turn away from. And okay, I can see that. But in the show then, why aren't we having fat men and skinny women then too? Why isn't there a balance? Why is it just fat I think ladies? because fat men and skinny women are accepted in our society. They are? I think so. I think you see a lot of heavier men with thinner fit woman it's not as relevant the aesthetic of what they look like isn't really as important i don't think to a female i think that's when it comes to like uh kevin james and you know in his show or or um even jack black who's a, yeah king of queens or yeah something. i mean right. they're chubby but they're not morbidly obese right. like if you had a morbidly obese man and you know a fit woman it like, wouldn't be interesting why that's it would it wouldn't be because as a society we've accepted that I don't think we, you might not have <laughs> the rest of the society has accepted that as that's okay that's a norm that's that's fine but to see a man with an enormous woman when they are fit listen here's my other take on it sorry to interrupt you I think they're all actors well it's I don't horrible think, but it's I don't horrible. think any of them are couples. I think you one don't. of no, I think one of the guys is gay and he's just totally trying I, to get himself out there. I, I would agree with that. I didn't watch I've seen so, the show. So in, I would in, agree with that. In full disclosure, I've only watched clips just to prepare for this, but I haven't seen the show. And I think he one of the guys is gay and maybe the other two are, you know, actually into the girls. I don't I don't really get I don't really feel that that they're in a relationship. Franny doesn't like this conversation. I what I find really offensive about the show is that um, Okay, we have to put him outside. Okay. I'm going to pause. Okay, we're back. Sorry okay. about that, our listeners. Go ahead. What okay. you were about to find so offensive. So what I was saying is that what I find offensive is it's one thing if you're going to, you know, highlight a story about a heavier woman with a thin man. And, you know, they they met somewhere and they fell in love and, and, and that's, you know, he sort of overlooked this problem. These people have all gotten together because these men have specifically looked for a 300 pound plus. It's a fetish right. it's that they're like into. It's not like you just love somebody for who they are and their size and weight is irrelevant to you. They've specifically chosen this person for those reasons. And, and there's some sort of psyche behind that that is bothersome to me. That's fine with me, but my thing is, is like, you also have other interests, like maybe you like to hike, or maybe you like, and that's okay too if that person doesn't like cross to do that. all right. your buttons. Right. But what I find weird is that this person isn't healthy. That's what Jillian Michaels is saying. Yeah. Like you can't glorify this in a way of like it's okay. You have to be healthy in order to live a productive life like they can't do all the things right. that they want to do well and also i find it like a control issue like somewhere along the lines i feel like in one way or another the male feels like he has more control if he's with um a heavier woman yeah and maybe he thinks she's never going to leave me or like right. no one's ever going to i don't ever have to worry about people looking at her right I You're find right. it a control yeah. issue. Yeah. And then the other show that, that I mentioned, The Big Fat Fabulous Life, is along the lines of Jillian Michaels and Lizzo. There's this really charismatic, outgoing, fun person, 
but she's, you know, 300 pounds and she's trying to talk about how um, she's healthy and she works out and she does all these things. And, you know, underneath it all. Is she doing all those things? She does them on the show. Okay. But point being, you can't do that in your everyday life and maintain the size that you are. And that does make well, does you it show, unhealthy. Does it show my, my big, fat, fabulous life? Does it show her eating like an entire pizza or something? Like what? Because obviously she's I think of, it has at times, but most okay. times um, it doesn't show a lot of eating. It sh- She's exercising. She's dancing. She's doing Zumba. She walks and like And she's a, just saying, I'm big boned? What is she saying? I mean, like, this is how she's, I... She's... Her thing is, I'm I'm big and I'm How healthy. is she Lizzo size big? Like, oh, which no, is, she's much bigger than Okay, Lizzo. so... Okay. Yeah, yeah. she's much bigger than Liz. And do they have her going to the doctor? It's like the learning channel. Do you have her going to the doctors and the doctor saying, you've got great blood pressure, all your blood cell counts are great, and you don't have yeah. prediabetes I and all that stuff. I haven't seen every episode, okay. but I'm not a huge fan of hers because I feel like it's a sham. Like, it annoys me. My point being, and then this is my thought with the my 600-pound life, yes. too, is to uh, become, now there's, you know, chubby people, and then there's skinny people, right. okay? I get people come in all shapes and sizes. Yes. The bottom line is to become 300, 350 plus as a woman, it's an illness. It's yeah. a mental illness. It's something horrible has happened to you. Right. You're hiding. You're um, feeding like alcoholism yes. or something else. You're feeding some sort of missing piece of you with food right so to to mask that in any kind of a i'm actually healthy kind of way is ridiculous because weight aside right at 400 pounds there's something going on with you right that's a serious well and that's what jillian michaels was always trying to say on that show biggest loser there's a psychological problem as well and you need to you need to root that out because otherwise you're just going to go you're going to gain the weight again or lose the weight if you have anorexia like we can talk about it on both sides if you don't settle something that is going side in your brain you're going to end up on one spectrum of the or the other but i do think that well, that's what's bothering me is that I feel like we are sitting at home very voyeuristically yes. watching these people, and underneath it all, there's a huge mental illness piece that nobody is, is talking. addressing. I know, and I know in um, my six hundred pound life, in each episode, they do briefly touch on. Um, and there's a the doctor mental, on that show, right? There's a doctor on that show. They're getting gastric bypass surgery. And throughout the process, they do have to, you know, he talks about pathological eating and what leads to that. And there is a... Um, it is a serious crisis. It's a disease. This, But it's an epidemic in this country. Diabetes is yeah. an epidemic. And you have to remember, like, the corporations are pushing it because they like the drugs and... We and the food industry. And the food and industry. In but even with all that said, you don't get to that size no. without some serious mental stuff going on. No. I know they're not making fun of it. And I know... Listen, I want magazines to reflect all sizes. I love, I, I love the fact that when you go on to like American Eagle website... They have all normal sized yes. people wearing these clothes and not twig figures, so you can actually see what you like look like. But when you get to a point like these people on Hot and Heavy, where you are morbidly obese, yes. morbid means you're going to die. Yes, and you have a partner who's not um, encouraging or helping you maintain a healthier lifestyle because they like right whatever you look like for so their they own have their own mental reasons. problem right. that they're well basically it's not the learning channel because they're not teaching us anything they're allowing us to sit back and watch right it's the enabling channel is what it is i it, mean it's it, it is really it's really d- disturbing and i know a lot of people have been talking about it and commenting on it and you know on both sides like tamron hall on her show had some plus size model and why we even use that term i don't know but plus size model come out and talk about how you know it's important that every aspect of our society gets portrayed in the media which is fine of course it should be but this is not portraying that in a in a realistic way like no i don't know it's yeah, like work them in, work a um, heavier person into a television show just as a person, not as the 
heavy person or the black person or right. they're just a member of the cast or the or the news team or the show or the concert. Like just it as looks is. like in real life. Right. But we don't do that. Right. Well, sometimes we do, but I, I feel like in the majority we don't. Or if you want to have a reality TV show about it, have like the hills or real world and have normal people on it. Not yeah. And maybe a, a really heavy person. Not just all young, beautiful people or... It would be like the Jersey Shore of fat people or something. Like, right, right. Well, there was that. So, um, was there a show that I missed? No, no, no. My kids and I were watching Hot and Heavy the other night, and um, there was this scene where the boyfriend and girlfriend were out for ice cream, and a car drives by and yells out the window like "Ooh, fat cow, moo" or whatever. Well, that's staged. That's my kids are like TLC is the devil. Like, yeah. nobody drives by at that exact moment when the film crew is there and yells, moo, like, that's set up. Well, that's the- and then this person is in, like, tears, devastated. Like, that's not helpful to her and her weight loss journey and, or and whatever. what is the mentality behind the producer sitting there thinking, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to yeah. have them walking down the street and unbeknownst to them, we're while the... F- call out fat jokes to we're them. Gonna, we're going to pay these other people to drive by and yell... Put the ice cream down, you cow. And yeah. Seriously, they're thinking, let how can we get her to cry on TV? Yeah. And I guess, unfortunately... We're, we're just a mess. It's I me get, sitting at home watching it. But right? why? Why do you like it, Carrie? I, I don't... I, first of all, my kids love all right. my 600-pound life. Okay? We don't watch Fat and Fabulous. They watch my 600-pound life because they can't believe... Somebody's gotten to that point. Yes, and the life that that person is living. And that's... And then they like to see the end result, the transformation. Hot and heavy, we've only watched a few times. I think because it is a voyeuristic thing and what's going on here and you're curious. I can't explain it. I get that. I'm not trying to like downplay it, but I do feel like we have to be realistic about what the message is and I think your kids do know like they they do know that it's a scripted show and it's a bunch of bs but I don't know if the rest of America knows that I don't know I don't know if they care yeah like you said with the producers setting things up it's they just want a reaction they want a um soundbite or a piece or something that drags people in it's a car crash and Again, more and more shows and news programs and everything are just moving to towards that mentality yes. of, I just want the biggest reaction, the most... Like, I was watching CNN last night about, after the debate, and how the sound of Elizabeth Warren asking Bernie Sanders if... She called him a liar on national TV because it was after the debate. She mm-hmm. goes over to him. Everybody saw this, right? Yeah, that, that she won't shake his hand. She won't, but... When you see it, there's no audio on. CNN comes breaking news. They found the audio to what they actually said. The best part of that whole thing is Tom Steyer standing there like a doofus. Did you see him? No. Tom Steyer. I have to go back and watch. Watch it. Elizabeth Warren walks over to Bernie, does not shake his hand, and mouths something. Bernie mouths something back. Tom Steyer is sitting in the middle of them, looking very uncomfortable, (laughs) and then kind of like walks towards the Bernie side yep. and it was like so then you see here the audio because now CNN is we've got the audio and Elizabeth Warren says to him you just called me a liar on national TV I, I was in the room when you said a woman can't be president and he goes let's not do this now let's not do this now and um, she says why and then he walks away but the point the thing is, is I'm making the point of CNN. Yes, they're so excited that there's been a dramatic moment right. to tear these two apart who have basically been on the same and, side. And the guess what? Time. They, they're going to be friends again because yeah. the whole reality of that is Bernie basically said it in the sense of this isn't the time. Like you've said, maybe right now. Yeah, because, this isn't the year for the woman. Right. Yes. We, I, of course a woman can be president. Yeah. But right now, in 2018, where we're at, we're fucked. So let's well, get somebody. She, you know, in, in his defense, she took... That out of context and made it apply to her. She didn't take that out of context. She was using it in the sense of what he said in, in the debate. Somebody had asked her during the debate, and he, she said, yeah, Bernie said that kind of thing. Yeah. But he didn't acknowledge and, and explain himself in that way. So it made her look bad. Right. 
in fairness to Elizabeth Warren, she waited until after the debate, mm-hmm. probably forgetting that her mic was still on, right. to say that to him. She didn't come out and say that publicly. And my thing is, like, again, with the freaking news, can't we just stay yeah, on let, the facts? Let's talk of about what happened in the, the debate. debate and yeah. what they actually said instead of the personal moments. Yeah. And, and I guess that's what we all. Like you just said, we're all voyeuristic. We want to know what what the hell did she say? But the problem is, is the general population can't discern what is actual relevant material right. versus irrelevant material. Well, and that's why Trump has been so successful in yes. keeping his base up because there's always a drama. There's always something voyeuristic to listen to or watch, or there's always something exciting happening. Speaking of, I'm still on the tangent. I get yeah. into bed last night and I'm flipping around and I see the last five minutes of the Rachel Maddow show. Okay. And did you know that she got Lev Parnas, who is friends with Giuliani, who was the key two guys, the two weird guys that Giuliani was working oh, okay. with. okay, yeah, yeah. So these two guys, one of them's name's Lev Parnas. He was working with Giuliani to help get the Ukrainian government to investigate Joe Biden. He's the he's the plant there, okay. right? They've already arrested him, but now he decided to switch sides. He basically got on the same page as Igor from the Catch and Kill Ronan Farrow book. He's okay. like, wait a minute. Um, yeah, I didn't know all this was I happening. Ha- I, yeah. I kind of like America. I yeah. want to help out here. So he gave all of his texts and emails and everything over to our the prosecution and the government or whatever, and then he decides to go on Rachel freaking Maddow, who and he basically said, "Yeah, Pence knew everything. Trump knew. Not that it's going to make a difference. Right? I'm not saying anything of it's going to make a difference. But I just found him like, yay for Lev Parnas. Yeah, good for you. We're, we don't even have an American who's being brave like that. But you Ukrainian guy are like, um, this isn't right. I'm going to tell the truth." Interesting. Yeah. I so anyway, I can watch that. But again, you're right. I mean, it, we don't need any more information. The information is there. It's just yeah. Anyways, the the whole situation with hot and heavy TLC, it bothers me because I do think that we have a problem in this society, and it, it's not looked at like super nanny coming in to actually do the right thing. And it's just aiding and creating more anger and division in our society. And I, I don't know how we switch that, but TLC's not helping. No, definitely not. I would agree. They're no longer the learning channel. No, no. They're no longer the learning no. channel. And back to, I just want to go back to Jillian Michaels for one moment because... I started off by saying something about what my dad used to say is engage your brain before your mouth. And I, every time I went back and listened to what she said, I do feel like she did do that. She did think about her words. She wasn't saying, because she said, like, it's not going to be great if Lizzo gets diabetes. What she's trying to say is that let's not make this about her weight. Let's make this about her music. I don't know why we have to talk about the fact that she's a big girl making great Correct. music. Right. It has nothing to do with that. It's just she's making great music. Her her health, her physical appearance is all her own. Mm-hmm. And we have decided that that label goes on her. And like Jillian's saying, well, what will happen then if she ends up with diabetes? Will you all media turn on her and be like, oh, well, she's got to get healthy now. Yeah, of or course. like we've turned on Adele because now she's too skinny and showing her collarbones. Right. Of course. Of course. And two, it's kind of like high school. Like she made a statement and then it gets added to or twisted mm-hmm. right. every time a new news media passes it on including myself when I told you. Including Mom Save America. Right. I said, oh, she was saying it'll be funny if she gets diabetes. So with every stage, it changes a little bit. And if you actually go back to the original piece, it was sort of just a very matter-of-fact statement that, you know, the rest of us get carried away with. Right. You know, when you are saying something out there, really do think about how your tone will affect others. And if you mean to be direct and, you know, without any wrappings around it, that's fine. Just know, like, you might get reactions from it. Right. I, I get what that. the response is going to be. Right. I get that all the time that I don't sugarcoat things enough and I should sometimes be more aware of how it's coming across. And I, I get that. 
And I appreciate it. But Jenny, I, do you hear her? <laughs> Who did you say that to? Jenny. Jenny. No, Jenny's exempt from this <laughs> conversation. Because Jenny, it doesn't go in. It doesn't go into her head. Well, she's not being, she's not offended by what you're saying, so. Yeah. Jenny? What? Do you think that I sugarcoat statements or um, am, I, am I more direct? Direct. Yeah. Do I hurt your feelings? Not usually. Not usually. Oh, oh no. Usually. Sometimes. Sometimes I hurt your feelings. Sometimes I think she's crazy and other times she's right. There's a balance. <laughs> when I walked up the stairs and I said, I love bleach. Jenny said, you're a psychotic yes. woman. I would agree with that. Why Jenny. would you say you loved bleach? Yeah. I'm like, I like why, that it makes well, things... she's a little much with the cleaning, but that's okay. You're the cleaner. How can you say that no, to me? No, you're a little too anal. You need to relax a little about certain stuff. You're always moving things around, like every day something's moved. I don't know, it's crazy though. But it's all right if you like to do that. Hey, do you mind if I take him for a quick walk? I don't mind. Just, you have okay, to Okay, and I turned the light on from in there. You had him in a pitch black room. That's kind of mean. He's a dog. I know, but he needs to be able to see. I think actually when we put our dog in the crate, we put a um, blanket over the top. I First of all, I hate crates. I don't agree with him at all. Wait till oh. Maybe the, puppies. Maybe puppies wait a little bit to sleep in. After that, no, it's like being in a prison. They can't move. They no, can't get out. No, no, Jenny. No, 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 no. I don't no. like it. No, that's not what it is. They feel secure. Yeah, they actually no, do it's like, like it. It's, if they're puppies and they're used to that, but I would only put them in there to sleep, maybe with the door open. I don't agree with crates at all. It's just okay. me. Sorry. I think it's mean. People go to work or something. Jenny, the dog you're an enabler. Listen to me. You're an enabler. No, I think it's <laughs> yes. just mean. No, no, to leave no. a dog in a crate for hours. I, I don't know. Like no, you. Your dogs are fun. not disciplined. My dogs are fine. They're very happy. They're cute. Happy is what is fine. Oh, well, that's discipline is not another. It's a different thing. We've gone off the rails. Yeah, so we've taken a we've but taken we, a uh, turn. Jenny would Jenny would enable my six hundred pound life. Okay, would you feed? This is a good question, Jenny. Oh no. If okay. Tina, well, maybe Tina's a bad example, but if Tina gets to 500 pounds, okay? Yeah, I would gently try to talk to her about it. But when she cried for you to bring her pizza and chicken fingers, would you? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Not, <laughs> not a lot. Maybe I, well, occasionally I'd let them have something, and then they'd have to work really hard, and then they'd get a little reward, but I wouldn't just, anytime they wanted it, bring okay. it to You're full of crap. No, I'm not. Jenny? That is not true. You are. So why? I don't even watch that show. No, no, it's not about that. Daughter? It's just about in general. We're talking, yeah, but on on those t television shows where the people are really heavy, because Tina was saying you were an enabler. The um, <laughs> doctor gets quite angry with the people living with the person because they're, they're, they're saying they they can't get this size without you killing. Them, Listen, and I, I think I think children. If it's adults, then the adult. Knows. I think Jenny, food wise, probably wouldn't. But like overall treats and and bad behavior, she would she would look behind. You're like that too, Carrie. What with kids, you mean? In general, you guys are very more lenient. Which I'm not saying is a, a bad thing. I'm just saying you're much more lenient with. With behavior issues, then no, I am. In maybe somebody's like my daughter would never be able to disrespect someone, speak rudely, or things like that. That's unacceptable. Yeah, I, I agree yeah, with I that. But that's I'm a different like issue. That. I actually had a friend of mine's um, child got in trouble a few weeks ago for you know sneaking out, doing something they weren't supposed to do, and she turned to me and she was like, "Well, what would you do? Like, how would you?" You know, I was told I was I didn't yeah. punish severely enough. What would you do? And my oldest daughter was standing with me at the time. And she goes, "Oh, my mom doesn't punish do that." Yeah, and I was like, "I, I don't. I don't discipline." And you know what? It all, it, it it all goes back to how you were brought up because you definitely go you whatever Some people go the opposite. Some, right. Yeah, it's just a matter of what you are willing to, you know, willing you have to, to pick to your battles. Some stuff you don't have to be so severe on the punishment. And some, you know, it yeah. depends on what they do. Not taking parent advice from you. Move along. Why? Why? Move along. <laughs> Move, along. Move, along. <laughs> Move along, Jenny. Thank you. If Jenny, you get out while you're ahead. Yes, get out while oh, you're ahead. I'm going to take him for a while. Okay, please put him I'm back. Sorry for him. Put him back where you found him. I don't even know how to transition this. This is going to be the worst podcast in history. <gasps> well, we were talking about enabling. <laughs> I forget. Is that what we were last time? I, I don't about? remember. Okay. But you know what I want to I do? I do want to move on to one thing. Before we get into a couple of news topics and then a Coffee Cruise Crush, I do want to say, in relation to parenting and enabling, 
and I know this is roundabout, so bear with me again, as I ask everybody to do on a regular basis. We went to see Little Women. Have you seen it yet? No. Okay. Little Women, again, reboot. It was amazing. Okay. Really, really, really good. And then it got me thinking about um, the contrast between Louisa May Alcott, who wrote the book, and the main character, Joe March, who's based off of her and her four sisters, or three sisters, right? And how in the movie and in the book, the mom of the March sisters is, I mean, amazing. She is welcoming. She lets the girls, everything that Joe does, which is like tomboyish and a rebel, it's encouraged and she is all encouraged to find her way. And it's kind of jokey that she likes to punch boys or climb trees or jump on her sisters and do things that aren't typically girl things to do. Okay. And I read about Louisa May Alcott and her family, and it was like, oh, no, no, her parents were so incredibly strict, and she would get reprimanded and punished all the time for her outrageous behavior. Yet she wrote about her mother in the most, like, she made her mom in the story of Little Women the best mom ever. So it, an image of what she was hoping for. Right, or wished for right. to, to be. But yet the sisters are all very much based on her actual sisters and their personalities. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing that was a little bit changed was the mom. Interesting. Right? I found that interesting in how, in reality, the mom basically created... Four strong girls, and and Louisa goes goes off to do her thing by doing what she had to do. But yet, in the um, in the story, she did it in a way that. Do you hear that dog? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh my god! I hate Jenny. <laughs> well, I'm I'm wondering if she changed that so that the mother was more of a likable character because sometimes that can come off in film as. Um, villainous or un- unlikable and she probably has very fond memories of her mother it's possible i just found it interesting yeah. that whole that whole thing um but go see that movie it was really it was really good we tried to watch joker as your and i oh yes nope, didn't didn't get through it it was disturbing on so many levels and i i couldn't even we are in a bad place in the world because if that's the movie but couldn't you see how that fits into society today you couldn't just allow yourself Two hours of uncomfortableness. It wasn't about being uncomfortable. It was about the fact that... Um, you don't like dark. Like, uh, that's... If we're talking about television yeah. shows or movies, you don't like dark. Like, that yeah. darker side of society. Like, you don't like... But I'm um, willing to un- watch and listen to documentaries about it. I just don't... I loved that. Oh, my God. That's weird to me. I loved it. Yeah. How can you love it? I thought it was so... First of all, I didn't realize that it was the Joker from Batman. Like, I didn't realize that he turned... Like, that was what it was... I thought it was just a crazy man talking... Oh, you didn't get the Bruce Wayne tie-in? I did. I thought she had an affair with him? Yes. No, of course, before I saw the movie, before I was even willing to agree to watch the movie, I just thought it was some random movie about mental illness, right? Oh. And then Henry goes, Mom, it's about the Joker. Like, that's why it's called the Joker. And I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Okay. So then I was like, oh, okay, I like prequels. I like origin stories of how people came to be who they are. But I'm like, is that how the Joker came to be who he was? Yes. Well, I didn't get through it. I didn't get through the end. I got through when he was... the end is incredible. Here's my thing with with this, this piece of it. Like, if you can just look at it not so... I don't know. I guess if you could look at it, uh, not as far as like the superhero villain aspect of it, and just look at it as a like serious movie. Mm-hmm. I thought of it as a behind every villain in the real world, or you know, nutty person, sick, deranged, enemy of society. The backstory to that person is so interesting, and how they became. Listen, I liked to be Angelina Jolie and Maleficent. I, I, well, that's not dark. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh my god, that was a that was how she became a villain. I'm talking about like you know Ted Bundy or um you know the person that ate people. I forget his <laughs> name, but like their backstory. Ted Bundy and, was a real person. I, this yes. is still a fictional character, the Joker. Right, but I just find it interesting to look at what would make somebody become this way? What would make somebody do these, you know, horrific 
things. Give me a spoiler alert because I, I stopped watching after he finds out, after the mom goes into the hospital and she tells him he's Bruce Wayne's son. Or we, not Bruce Wayne's son, whatever. Yeah, yeah, we never really know if that's even true because then we find out that the mother has was institutionalized for mental illness. Right. And she may have fabricated and created this whole thing. story all along. And then in the end, we're not really sure if he's been in the mental institution the whole time. Like, it's very... Interesting. Let me ask you a question. Does he, the black girl that he has the like affair or the relationship with, where does she end up with the, her little girl? Because I was terrified. I was like, he's going to kill that woman. Okay, so it's sort of open ended, but I do believe that he killed her. And the little girl? I don't. I don't know. Oh, okay. See, just, just okay. they don't they don't show that piece of it. Okay. Um, but you're sort of left to interpret either either he killed her. Or the entire relationship is a figment of his, his imagination. imagination. Yeah. And he was just looking for a human connection. He's she's too like, weird. He's following her around and then she's like, oh, I like you? Yeah, so I think stupid. it's sort of more along the lines of he, he notices her, she smiles at him one time, and then right. he creates He's, he's created the story in his, in his, his head. head. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's just, that's yeah. just not right. Yeah. Um, okay. We do try, I think I talked about this last year at this time, we do try to watch... Uh, Academy Award related movies mm-hmm. and so you know that was that was one of them I started to watch The Two Popes yeah it's kind of interesting I haven't finished it okay I haven't. but I'm liking it so. what do you think about the fact that again we're in this um, no women no women it's that's just ridiculous Greta Gerwig was amazing for her direction in Little Women well I heard somebody um, talking on the radio today saying you know, for this, oh, whole liberal society, we welcome all, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, Hollywood sort of portrays itself as that. And oh. yet, really, in there, they're very elitist and exclusionary and look very much like... White America. White America. Like white, old white it. men. Yeah, it's sort of a sham. Like, it they're pretending sham. to be, you know, all-inclusive and let's do all these really great humanitarian things. And yet, you still exclude women black roles, all of that, in your awards, awards society. Yeah. I mean, we just have to get rid of the award shows. I know. and make, even cares? I mean, really, at this point, just... It is... It's a it's a reality TV program, yeah. and get over yourselves yeah. at this point. All right, the last couple of quick things that I want to talk about. I just want to say I'm very upset that Bloomberg doesn't get to be in the debates. I don't understand what's going on with that. He doesn't get to be in the... I'll tell you why. He doesn't get to be in the debates because he doesn't take any fundraising money. So on one hand, I hate the fact that only people who are billionaires can run for president because they have enough money to do it. Mm -hmm. But separate from that, he's excluded from the debates because the debates are all about how much money you raise. If you make it to a certain percentage, that's why the Yang gang can't be, you know, didn't get... They didn't raise enough money to meet the threshold to get on the debate stage. It's a bunch of bullshit. Okay, but can he set up a debate, private debate, with, you know, one of the top candidates? What? I, I guess there'd be no benefit to them to do that, right? Right. Why would they do that? It's all downside for them if there's a negative thing that comes out for them. I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous that now we can't hear him talk in, in that platform. Yet, I don't know. Maybe it's better. I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's getting a lot of... Traction? Um, yeah. Did he go to Iowa to talk to people? I don't even know. I don't know. Okay. And will he be included in, like, the Iowa caucus? Of course, because oh, okay. he's, he's a registered um, candidate, okay, so he so will be included. Okay, so by the time we get there, it'll... It's only 30 days away or something like that. Oh, that's it? Yes. Oh, Jesus. I know. We're, we're, we're close. And then last, before we wrap up, Harry and Meghan, they just want... To provide for themselves. Like you said on the last podcast, why are we, why is England upset about the fact that they want to be self-sufficient and not rely on public funds? Well, okay, I'm, 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 I'm on both sides of this issue. So first of all, they want to be self-sufficient, but it's not that easy because um, the government still has to... Um, provide security and on housing and all like you can't but just they say okay goodbye no. they're saying we don't want the government housing we don't want the government security we want to go and do this on our own right that's what i'm understanding i think that the i think somehow the government still is providing i think that's what they were trying to work out is how much are we going to provide for you how much are you going to do on your own all of that i don't know the okay negotiation Wait, how great was um, the video of 
uh, the queen driving her Range Rover. It's fucking ridiculous. She's amazing. She's the, first of all, she's the queen. Okay. She's the queen. I don't love her, but she's the queen. She's 93. Driving her Range Rover. Driving her Range Rover. We please have to post that image. I mean, come on. Trevor Noah had the best, like, he, the best segment. Just go watch Trevor Noah. I saw that with the rap music. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's unbelievable. And maybe it's down a little dirt road from one huge building to the next. I don't care. Still, she's like, I'm getting, I'm driving yeah. my fucking self, people. I love, even it's though she needs to go, but yeah. still, the fact that she can still hop Incredible. in the front seat. Incredible. Unbelievable. All right, but this is Sorry. the other thing that, because I kept being like, what is going on? Like, why... Are they so upset? And I guess we don't see like the news footage of, and and maybe I think it was on Trevor Noah that I saw this, so maybe you saw this too. But of what has been going on to this couple since they got oh, married? No, I know. About I know. they posted a picture of a um, monkey, a monkey, and said it was baby Archie. Like that's, I don't know why that person is even allowed to have a job anymore. That's why Megan said, just make it fair. That's horrid. Horrid. Like, I don't, you wouldn't treat your worst enemy that way. I just. It's so funny how British people are so witty and charming and funny and yet deplorable at the same time. Well, I feel like that um, group of them, like that upper echelon, whatever, it's the worst wasp of the wasp. It's the worst. Like, they showed some lady who wore the brooch yes. to the party. Yeah, her, like, of, 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 like, a black, yeah. like, a very offensive yes. black woman. It's unbelievable that, uh, yeah, I feel like she walked into, I mean, and she is an elitist in her own way, but she walked into an elitist society that I don't think any of us can even fathom still exists. So, I listen, I hope, may, and now I heard Canada's mad at them. Why? I don't know. Somebody from Canada posted a story Canada's like, you can't, not mad at anybody. you can't escape here, you can't run here to escape your problems. I, I don't know. All right, well... Again, as usual, I get to the end of this podcast and wonder, did I say anything helpful or useful or anything? Or what we actually talked about. Or anything entertaining. But as we keep going, we keep plugging away, we did it. And we'll be back with a Coffee Cruise Crush. So please, please try to stay with us. Thanks. Okay, welcome back. We're up for our Coffee Cruise Crush and we're going to do Celebrity Trainers since Jillian Michaels was uh, part of our podcast in the beginning, and it will be Jillian Michaels, Bob Harper, who was her sidekick in uh, Biggest Loser, and yep. then they brought in somebody, they kicked Jillian out and brought somebody else, and I hated her. Yeah. Because Jillian was too harsh. Too, too mean to everybody. Jillian Michaels, Bob Harper, and Sean T., who used to do all those insanity tapes, which I still have, and I really did like. What was the other trainer who did P90? P, uh, oh, PX90 P, or something P90X. like that. P90X. Yeah, I, I liked him, too. All these guys are, like, so... Or we should go back to, like, Richard Simmons. I know. But, no, let's stick with these three, but I loved Richard Simmons, too. And who was the other one? Oh, Jack LaLanne. Dun, dun, dun. He was great. <laughs> Push-ups every day. Fashion. He's too old. To I think he's dead. Is he? That's, a, that's one of those questions of... Are they dead or not? Right. Is he still around? I'm going to just look that up while you start with okay. your... Is Jack um, dead? Okay. So it's Bob Harper, Jillian Michaels, and Shanti. Mm-hmm. I'm crushing Shanti. Oh. I can't take all that... Um, positivity? Positivity, hyper energy, sweating. It, everything's too fast-paced. Like, just calm down and stop shouting at me. Like, that's just too... Too much for me. Okay. He's out. Jack LaLanne is dead, by the way. Oh, that's too bad. 2011. But he he was old, right? He was, wow, 94? Yes. Something like that? Jeez, I can't I can't. Him and the Queen. Did Richard Simmons die? No, but he's in, in exile. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Okay, here. sorry. Somebody said he was transitioning, and then he sued the paper. Okay. I don't know what's going on with him. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay. Okay, so I'm crushing Shanti. I'm taking uh, Bob Harper on the cruise easily. Um, Predictable. Yeah, because I, I, listen. Wait, I, the I, fact I, that you're not crushing Jillian is a big deal to me, but go ahead. Yeah, I, can, I could go to coffee with her. Like I said, I don't I don't mind the firm talk. The other guys, too, too much high energy screaming, all of that power I, I i'd like to get some good feedback from jillian i would appreciate that in the coffee but i'm not going on a cruise with her because i feel like at least with bob we jillian might get looks... a piece of cake i mean we might jillian i think is hardcore nothing she probably doesn't even drink coffee 
right? Yeah. Nothing. Taking for a green juice. Bob, I think he could be a little more, except Bob just had a heart attack, you know? Well, he, it was a while ago. Yeah. Those commercials he does. I know, that was crazy. Weird. Yeah. Well, it can happen to anybody, well, right? Well, that's the thing. Like, you can, you could be physically fit and yeah, still get diabetes and all these other things. You could be preconditioned to certain things, yeah. but it doesn't help when you're morbidly obese. Yeah. Um, all right. Those are my choices. Okay. We used to watch Biggest Loser religiously, and I was always a fan of Jillian. This is hard for me. I like all three of them a lot. Sean, I used to do the Insanity tapes, too, and I feel like the only time I ever got in really good shape... Was doing that? Was doing Sean T. Listen, they all work. I mean, you I was always at beginner level. Mm-hmm. I didn't do. The, I always followed the girl, not him. Mm-hmm. And but I loved the idea of for thirty seconds you're doing one exercise, and then you know you got thirty seconds you do something, and then you get a break, and then thirty seconds. It's like thirty seconds you can do anything. That's true. But That's it is true. fast. It's like because mm-hmm. then they're counting down, and I'm getting myself motivated to go do insanity. <laughs> I need to do something. Anyways, I think I'm going on the cruise with Sean. You okay. know, he was a dancer. That's how he started. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, maybe, he'll, he, maybe he'll be exciting on the cruise. Plus, I think he's fun. gay. Not that Bob Harper's not gay, too, but it's always good to take a gay man yeah, on a cruise. Yeah, true. I'm going to crush Bob. I knew you were going to crush poor Bob. Listen, I love Bob. I love his personality. I just feel like he's not effective. Bob's not well, effective. Well, what's interesting, because I was thinking now after I made my choices... If I do, if I'm remembering correctly from the show, like they'd kind of pair off with certain trainers, yes. and Jillian's crew always sort of seemed to Win. lose more weight yes. than Bob's crew. Yeah, Jillian had the bigger transformations because yes. she got to the listen. It's not an easy job telling somebody things they don't want to hear right on a regular basis. Right, there must be no emotional filter for her, or she must not have that real significant empathy. Bob's too empathetic. Yes, Bob crying with them they're crying with jillian and she's like all right we've had enough now you've gotten it out let's move on right you know what it is we got to move on from your past history blah 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 um and i'll go to coffee or green juice with jillian as well but i think that bob is just too nice of a person you know all right that's a short coffee cruise crush which that's okay it's fine it's fine and some people hate it so we got to move through it quickly. Who hates sometime. it? Did you hear that? No, you told me. I know. Um, Adam didn't yes. like it. He felt like we got through so many very heavy topics or significant topics, and then we all we throw it all We've to... we made fun of everybody at the end. We have to. Yeah. I can't walk away from doing this podcast feeling like I'm down in the dumps. Right. I have to lighten it up in the end. Okay, so with that said, thank you so much for spending the time listening to us. We appreciate it. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook, etc. And go to our website at momsaveamerica.com for any of these fun little tidbits that we have posted. So with that said, bye, Wilty. Bye, Wilty. See ya. Thanks. Bye.